previously on the Loyal Littles podcast. Gotcha. Now, can we go back again? What do you have in your freezer? <laughs> uh, right now, there's alligator, there's emu, there's yak, which is excellent, and there's kangaroo, and I think there's ostrich, too. Wow. Huh. That's all legal? Yeah. the Loyal Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Hey, Hey, Littles. Littles. Roxy. Chuck. Simon's mic is getting lonely. (laughs) Still no third wheel. I know. I mean, it's another one of these situations where we just did it last minute. Yeah. Simon and Sid are out of town. Yes. Chuck just celebrated his birthday. So I don't think he's recovered yet. No. And I think Ritz is working. Yes. So that's what's happening. That's what's happening on this end. (laughs) You're stuck with us. (laughs) (laughs) You're stuck with us. But we're going to get Simon's Mike some company soon, we think. So, you know, ha. Mm -hmm. All right. (laughs) Uh, I love the short ones. Short and sweet. Greg Sharamita, episode 154, TP, then wet wipe. That's all it says. (laughs) Love it. (laughs) We did hear from Mark Murray, episode 247. Uh, he, I love when they come on after they hear their episode. Right after. Mm-hmm. Right after, mm-hmm. yeah. And he says, the bidet is undefeated. However, I now use some TP because I can't wait until it fully dries. <laughs> also lets you, quote, check your work, as I said. <laughs> All right. Then we heard from Eric Lonnery. We're going to get away from that for now. Okay. Episode four. He says, handball is known as wall ball or fronton in other countries. Fronton? Is that how you say that? Fronton? Fronton? F-R-O-N-T-O-N. What what they call handball, we call team handball, as seen in the Olympics, in the 3 a.m. slot on (laughs) MSNBC. (laughs) Team team handball never caught on here, but I played in high school. It it looked like it could be fun. Uh It really did. Yeah. And then we got a lot on this. Uh, This was short but sweet. Oz episode two, FYI, chat GPT is an AI program. Okay. So I've been, we've been getting into this. And uh, I just a little above my education level, way above my pay grade. That's how (laughs) I say it. Okay. But we heard from dad. Yeah. He said, listen to the last episode. You probably heard this already, but GPT stands for chat GPT. It is an artificial intelligence program that when prompted with a few keywords will scour the internet and any other computer-based resource and return a detailed response, which may or may not be accurate. In your case, (laughs) it seemed to accurately portray the purpose of your podcast. It's a bit of a scary thing, as you can imagine, that it can be manipulated for both good and bad outcomes. It's a big issue at colleges as students are using it to write their papers, and professors have no way to know if the student wrote it or a computer program wrote it. It's one of the reasons that the writers are on strike, as this could replace them. Good show, except for the way into in-depth discussion at the end of regarding bidet etiquette. (laughs) Another prompt to chat GPT, and it might return a response that the show is about TK and toilets. Dad. You know, it's funny. Can I comment on this really fast? Of course you can. So, Dad is funny, everyone, because when we go home, we often ask my parents, what new fun, dumb questions they could think of, or we ask them fun, dumb questions. And, you know, some of the questions we ask, my dad refuses. He's like, no, I'm not answering that. And so I'm surprised that I didn't think that that would be a topic that he would be like, it's too much. Yeah. Well, like I said, we're going to get to back. I'm not surprised now. We're going to get to more on that at the end of the show. All right. Plug your ears, dad. But first... (laughs) 
We also heard from mom. We did. We have a dad Wait, joke. Wait, can I tell it? Sure. Are you going to tell it correctly, though? Yes. As she gets out her phone because she can't remember it. Well, because I want to tell it correctly. <laughs> well, I have it written down right it's, here. Yeah, but that's not what I said. I know, but this is better, I think. <laughs> You got it. You have to, you have to like, it's in the entertainment business, Roxy. Come on. You have to go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. ahead. She says, or this says, it's so hot. Our garlic took its cloves off. Okay. That's fine. I mean, that's hilarious. That is hilarious. Okay. Cloves. Cloves. Mine was close. It just said, it's so hot outside today. And then you wait for people to go, how hot is it? It's so hot that our garlic took its clothes off today. So that's all I'm saying. Just got to <laughs> jazz it up. You got to jazz it up Sometimes a little bit, Roxy. I don't know with you. That's funny. Okay. Now we have to get in some stuff. Yeah. Unfortunately, we're going to do this because we know Tony will. Pr- I don't know if he'll do it on Monday or not. But late yesterday, we uh, heard the passing of Tony Bennett. Yeah. And since the news came well after they dropped the podcast yesterday, and they obviously didn't get a chance to comment on it. We thought we would do a little quick something here mm-hmm. in honor of Mr. Bennett. And like I said, I'm not sure if he'll do something on Monday or not. But, you know, we just wanted to... We do what we do. Yeah. Lots to get into with him. I mean, the list is too long. I mean, the segment would go on for 20, 30 minutes if I just sat here and listed all his credits mm-hmm. and whatnot. Some mm-hmm. of the fun things, we'd like to try to keep it light, but... You know, we'll just do the basics. 20 Grammy Awards, a Lifetime Achievement Award, a Kennedy Center Honor, and two Primetime Emmys. Now, that yeah. one took me by surprise, but I, you know, the, they have those specials yep. that they do on TV. Right. More than 50 million records sold. Some of the interesting stuff that I found out when I was learning more about him was I didn't realize he was private first class in the Army from 1944 to 1946 oh. and actually fought in the later end of World War II. Wow, I didn't know that. I had no idea. Wow. No idea. To try to keep it on the light side, I will say that if you get a chance, he's been, uh, he was on an episode of Simpsons, the character, but mm-hmm. the one that he was on Saturday Night Live. Now, Alec Baldwin usually played Tony Bennett you know, when they did something on Saturday Night Live. But this one in particular, I can't remember if he was the musical guest on this episode or not, but he actually was on the episode. So they did the skit, the Tony, it's the skits called The Tony Bennett Show. So Uh if you get on YouTube, you should Google that. And Alec is just great. And they started with him interviewing somebody, but then they introduce a Tony Bennett copier, I guess, (laughs) okay, and his name is Anthony Dominic Benedito. And that's because that's Tony Bennett's real name. Uh-huh, okay. Right, right. And here comes Tony Bennett onto the set of Saturday Night Live. <laughs> and it's pretty spectacular if you get a chance. Now, you know, because he was in his older age then. Yep. And it's just the way the two, they play off of each other. And just the banter between him and Alec was just phenomenal. Yeah. And so we highly recommend you get a chance. Tiny little suggestion. Yeah, tiny little suggestion. Google that. It's on YouTube. And you can watch that skit. And some of the, you know, it's basically Tony Bennett making fun of himself. Right. Sure. As Anthony, I, I think I'm saying it, Benedito. Benedito. Okay. Now, mm-hmm. actually, Alec, I think, said it differently on the episode. <laughs> but that's what Wikipedia, and I, that's, that's his real name. Yeah. Uh-huh. Cool. So, and his last co- actual concert was at 
Radio City, Roxy, last wow. summer. Yeah. Wow. Right around your birthday. Yeah. yeah. That was not that long ago. Yeah. Now, I don't remember if that was, uh, who was he touring? Uh, it was uh, Lady Gaga, yes, right? Yes, Lady Gaga. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. And actually, one of the husbands of one of the people I did that show with that you hated, that burlesque show I did it. <laughs> Uh, but her story for another time, yeah, Littles. Her husband. I, yeah, I guess well, maybe we, we haven't should, gone into that. Well, maybe we should clarify a little bit. I was stage managing it. I was not one of the performers in the burlesque show. I think I could have done it though. Um, but anyway, her husband was the, her trumpet player, their trumpet oh, player, Tony's trumpet player. Wow, wow. And so I got to meet him a few times and hear the stories he had. Cool. And so he toured with him right up till the final days too. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Yeah, it's sad. So, I mean, I don't know what else to say. I mean, we didn't really have any personal experience with him. No. We have tons of friends who did. Yeah. And I mean, he was just a classy guy. Yeah, everyone says his class His music act. is amazing and great, and obviously he won two Grammys. and 20 or Grammys. 20 Roxy. Grammys, excuse me. Two Emmys. Two Emmys, that's right. <laughs> 20 Grammys. 20 Grammy Awards. You know, as I was saying that, it sounded, it felt wrong. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Anyway, yeah. It's um, pretty amazing the the life, the life he had. He led. And, and he going, was ninety six, correct? Yes, he was ninety six. He was almost ninety seven. His birthday was next month. Wow. But to be performing at Radio City at ninety five. I guess that would be ninety well, I don't know. Nine, it might have been ninety five, ninety six. 95, it might have been maybe it was for his birthday. I don't think so. I think it was just coincidental. Mm-hmm. But that's crazy. Incredible. I mean Incredible. Yeah. I mean, I just can't even think. I mean, my dad was 92. Yeah. And we know what kind of shape he was in. Right. You know, that's why it's these people like Clint Eastwood, who's still directing still movies acting. and starring in movies yeah. in the 90s. It just it blows my mind. It really does. So yep. R.I.P. Tony Bennett. And uh, put one of his songs on today. Yeah. You know, take a walk down memory lane. Yeah. All right, Roxy. Well, let's get to our Meet the Littles guest, shall let's we? Let's get to it. This yeah. was a lot of fun. Now, this one was remote. That's always tricky. That was, oh, that's the part that's I hated right. about this. Mm-hmm. We recorded this when I was in Wisconsin. Yep. Eau Claire, Eau Wisconsin. Claire. I love that we still get to put that in the episodes Eau Claire. somewhere, <laughs> but it was a lot of fun and she might have a little offer for us. So hey, you're going to have to stick, stick around for that. Around. So we'll be right back with Meet the Little. It's the Tony Bennett Show. Ladies and gentlemen, Tony For spacious skies, for amber waves of green, for purple mountains, majesties above the fruited plain. Hello, Littles in Southeast Michigan. My co-host, Craig Jones, and I are excited to welcome you to the first Detroit area Summer of Littles gathering. We are meeting at Granite City Brewing in Troy. At the top of our agenda is to resolve the correct pronunciation debate of Lake Orion versus Lake Orion once and for all. We look forward to seeing you all on August 5th at Granite City Brewing in Troy. Please RSVP.
That great jingle we played on the last episode by the one and only Jason Fuse reminded us that we have a whole album of his stuff to promote. And this song is called Weightless, and the album is called Headed Home. Now, if you like what you hear, you can find all of Jason Fuse's stuff on Twitter. That's at Judo Fuse. That's J-U-D-O-F-U-S-E. But if you want to hear all his music, just head on over to Bandcamp, Spotify, iTunes, and just search Jason Fuse. That's F-U-S-E. And while you're over there, buy a couple of them. Littles helping littles. But as always, we will play the full song, Weightless, by Jason Fuse, at the end of the podcast. All you loyal littles, it's now time to meet the littles. And Roxy. Yeah, Chuck. A fun one with a connection story, I guess is how I'll say it. Uh huh. Connective tissue. Yes, absolutely the connective tissue. We're going to hear all about it because it involves Joe Arrow, which we love. Yes. Episode three, mm-hmm. right? Episode three. All right, here we go. Please welcome to the podcast, Amanda Hallam. Hey, Amanda, how's it going? Hey, I'm good. How are you? All right, be honest. Did I get the last name right? <laughs> you nailed it. Oh, wow. Yes. Okay. That's 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 <laughs> unusual for me. Amanda, we're so happy you're here. As you know, you're a loyal listener, which we love. And so you know what we do. We turn it right over to you. Why don't you introduce yourself to all the loyal littles out there? Tell us a little something about yourself. So my name is Amanda Hallam. I am from Rhode Island. I am a nature addict. I have three dogs. I am tangentially into sports, but I actually started listening to Tony's show because my husband is a little, and he has been listening for a hundred years. He got me into it back in about 2016. Okay. And should we pause there for a second? I, okay. This is news to Chuck and Roxy. Yeah. On a scale of one to 10, how jealous is he right now that you're going to have a Chuck and Roxy number before he does? I actually asked him if I should recommend him for the podcast, and he was like, I've got nothing interesting to say. Oh, that can't be I highly doubt that. But I will still recommend him for the podcast, even if it'll make him hate me. Okay, Roxy, this is going to go episode five all over again when she tells us I like, know, right? she's married to like some famous little or something that we just right. oh my didn't gosh, realize this is so no, 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 no. at the time. Nope, he's just a normal guy. Just a normal guy. <laughs> All right. Well, like we're here to meet you. So take us back. Where did you grow up? Where did you go to school? All those kind of things. So I grew up in Massachusetts, just went to public school. I actually, interesting story. My first day of high school was actually spent in the guidance counselor's office because I changed high schools the day before it started. I was going to go to an agricultural high school because I've been riding horses since I was about 10 years old. And I wanted to go to an ag school so that I could continue to focus on horses. And at the very last minute, I decided I'm just going to go to a regular school and then continue to work with horses on my own time. So I had to pick all my classes and figure out what the heck I was doing. And it was a very interesting start to high school for me. (laughs) And then I went to college in New Hampshire. This is kind of a theme for me, apparently. I majored in equine science, which is horses. And... I dropped out after my first year because I got a job managing a barn. Ah. And at 19, I thought, well, I'm going to school for this, or I could just have the job that I want. Rather than doing the responsible thing and changing a major or something like that, I just left and did the job that I wanted. I did that for quite a few years, I think, up until I was about 25 or 6. So I, I did it for a while. I don't regret, you know, now in hindsight, dropping out of college. 
but at the time it kind of haunted me for a couple of years. Mm -hmm. I managed barns and trained horses and all of that good stuff for maybe six years or so. And then kind of fell into bartending and serving because it was a way to work around my barn hours and make yes and fell in love with that. (laughs) So I actually chose not to renew the lease on the barn that I had at the time, just started boarding my horses somewhere and went full bore into the restaurant industry. And so I've kind of kept my toe in horses ever since I breed them professionally for horse shows. So um, if you've ever seen a picture of a horse with its mane and tail braided, that's what I do. <laughs> it's that's very, cool. Yeah, it's a very interesting career. <laughs> so I've been doing that on and off for, I would say, about 20, maybe 20 to 23 years. Wow. And okay. now I do it almost full time. And it keeps me involved with horses, even if I'm not riding and training and doing all that. All right. Well, so, so many freaking questions already. Now, Roxy had her hand up, so I'm going to let her yep. go first. <laughs> Okay, so braiding the hair, braiding the mane, is it similar to human hair? Is it a special technique? I used to love braiding my cousin's hair, and then they both, there were two of them that would let me do it, but then they kind of got sick of me every time I saw them wanting to braid their hair, so then they, like, chopped all their hair off. I thought you were going to say they they, just stopped coming around. No, they insisted that it wasn't because of me, but I always felt like maybe I was asking to braid their hair too much, but like you get to braid horses hair. Like that is amazing. So like, what's the technique? Is it similar, different? How does it work? So it's a little bit different. The texture of horse hair is different than the texture of human hair and horses don't have nerve endings in the hair in their mane. Mm -hmm. So when you braid, it's really tight because that's how they stay neat and they stay in. Yep. It's overnight work. So if the horse show starts at seven o'clock in the morning and you have 10 horses to braid, you work backwards from 7 a.m. So that way you make sure that everyone's done on time. Yep. And so we typically start around nine, between nine and 10 p.m. And then we finish whenever we finish. Sometimes it's 6 a.m. Sometimes it's noon, depending on how busy the horse show is. Yep. But back to the difference between horses and humans. Like I said, they don't have nerve endings, so you can pull really tightly to make the braids tight and neat so that they stay in and they look good for the horse show. And they don't shriek and or anything like humans do. <laughs> sometimes they do. Um, okay. But okay. a lot of them have gotten braided so many times that they kind of know the drill. Yep. And it's also very different because the mane, I'm sure you can imagine how a horse's mane just kind of grows straight out of its neck, uh-huh. whereas the shape of a human head is very different. And so yes. whenever a human asks me to braid their hair, I, no, nope, not at all. <laughs> <laughs> First of all, you can feel it if I pull too tightly. Second of all, the shape of your head is completely different than a horse. Yeah. Uh, we do a French braid down the length of their tailbone. And so that <sighs> is probably the most similar to braiding okay. human hair, but it's okay. still just a straight tailbone and not a round human head. Right. So interesting. Okay. Now, oh, I love this. Can we go all the way back, though? What exactly? <laughs> you were 19. I mean, look, I don't begrudge you for dropping out of school because you could have done the dumb thing that I did and stayed for four years and then have a degree that you've never used a day in your life. But <laughs> so 19. And what exactly does managing a barn, I believe, was what you said. What exactly does that go into? So it's not your barn like uh, a farmer hires you. Yes. So that's how it started. I got hired at the farm where I was currently taking lessons and I mean it's kind of a glorified crap shoveler I don't know that I can say the other word on this show so <laughs> I won't say but it's a, glorified, it's a glorified crap shoveler Love um, it. you make sure the horses are well cared for if there's 
certain types of feed that they have to get or medications. And depending on which barn you work for. So that first job was kind of more of an assistant barn manager position. I didn't, I wasn't in charge of running the whole show from there, moving to a place where I kind of ran the, the whole barn. And then you're in charge of setting up appointments for the vet and the farrier who's the essentially blacksmith, um, mm-hmm. the dentist for the horses, all that sort of stuff. And you basically set it up so that the boarders, the people who own the horses can just come in, spend time with their horse and ride and not have to worry about any of the logistics of sure. actually taking care of a horse and keeping it somewhere. So you would take care of ordering feed and hay and then stacking the hay, which is great yep. fun if anyone's ever had, <laughs> if you've never had the opportunity to stack hay, boy, do I recommend it. It's a great workout. <laughs> great workout. <laughs> So yeah, it's, it's a lot of grunt work. It's not as fancy as it sounds. And if there's other employees at the barn, obviously you'd be in charge of kind of delegating to them. But the two places that I worked were smaller operations. So it was me and maybe one or two other people. Then I had my own barn for a while. I actually leased a facility and then you're in charge of everything because then it's your own. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I might blow your mind. I don't know how much you've been able to deep dive into the podcast, but Chuck here grew up on racetracks. Okay. Growing up. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So I was going to say, maybe we should give them an information for life. When you stack the hay, you do it on its side so it can breathe. Now, do you agree with that? Yes. You have to alternate the bales so that the air can get between them. So otherwise they will spontaneously combust. Absolutely. Information for life. Yep. <laughs> now, we had in our one main barn that my cousin had out in Verona, New York. Vernon Downs is one of the main tracks out in Verona, New York. And as kids, though, we would love to. He had this big, long rope from the ceiling, and we would swing from the hay bales on the rope. <laughs> and when you stack them that, that way. That sounds awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. But when you it stack does. them that way, it's hard to get your footing. It's, it's a long story. But anyway, yeah, no. So, Roxy, this kind of sounds like it's funny. We had this conversation, I think, just last week about there was something I might have gone into, which was we were called groomsmen. I'm, I'm guessing it was groomswoman, I guess. If Please forgive me if I'm not using the right terms. But the ones that take care of the racehorses, they grab it when it gets to the winning circle, they put the blankets on, all that stuff. Then they take it back to mm-hmm. the paddock, they wash them, they walk them, all that kind of stuff. I always thought that's maybe what I was going to go into because that's what I grew up doing as a right. kid. So it sounds very similar, but not really. Like we weren't completely in charge, but we were in charge of getting it to the blacksmith, things like that, if they needed their shoes changed, stuff like that. But then there's, um, at that level, I'm guessing there's managers that order the feed and the hay and all that stuff. But uh, it sounded like you were doing everything, which that would be intense, I think. It is very intense, which is why I finally decided after six years that maybe it wasn't something I wanted to do for the rest of my life. But I did spend many years grooming when I was younger, before I got into managing, I mean, through high school and everything like that. Yeah. Uh, I was a groom, and that's how I got into braiding, because I didn't want to have to pay somebody else to do it. So I learned mm-hmm. how to braid my own pony and mm-hmm. then just got good enough at it. And then I had to decide if I wanted to continue with grooming or continue with braiding because you can't work all yeah. night and then go work all day. Right. <laughs> so right. Now, so I, I stuck with braiding. <laughs> yeah. Now I wanted to go back again because what kind of horses were you grooming? Were they show horses? Are these forgive me, I don't know the the right term, but you know the ones that jump over the stuff and stuff like that, show horses? Or were these just like, you know, the dog shows when they just come out and parade? Yeah, so these were hunters and jumpers. Ah, okay. So there's mm. so many different disciplines. Um, yeah. There's dressage, which is kind of the dancing horses, that, yep. kind mm-hmm. of like horse ballet. 
there's show jumping where you just jump really big fences and you have to go as fast as possible. There's different disciplines, there's English and Western. So the horses that I worked with specifically were hunters, equitation horses and jumpers. And so if anyone is interested and they want to Google hunter braids, they can kind of see some of, not necessarily my work, but an example of what I yeah, do. Right. But yeah, the point of the hunters is to create as natural a course as possible and kind of simulate them going out on a hunt course with actual foxhounds and that sort of thing. Yeah. And they just do it in an arena. But yeah, that's the discipline that I grew up riding. Yeah, I just Googled hunter braids. Those are incredible and super intricate. <laughs> Well, I forgot about that yes. term, the hunters. Yeah. So those are the ones with the, the guy on the horse with the bugle, right? Yes. And they yes. see the fox and they're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm thinking to, uh, what was that Disney movie? Fox and the Hound, right? Yeah. Yes. Weren't there something that? I don't remember. I don't remember it that well. All I know is crying a lot. <laughs> yeah. One of my dogs is a foxhound. So now I have come full circle because we, we found him at a truck stop in Virginia. He was knocking on death's door and we were like hey we'll just take him home get him healthy and find a home for him Aww. yeah right he lives here nice. <laughs> oh that's so sweet that's so so now i have one of those howling dogs Aww, that's so funny <laughs> is there a horse that you've worked with that like stands out to you as i don't want to say favorite because i mean i guess for lack of a better term favorite or a standout horse that you just really connected with so this is gonna sound like i'm making it up for this show but i promise that i'm not there was a pony mare. She came from an auction at the barn where I grew up riding, and I was probably 16 at the time. Mm -hmm. And I had a pony that I got when I was about 13. My mom and I, like, bought him together. <laughs> and at the time, he was leased out to somebody, so I didn't really have a horse of my own. He was kind of the same way you would lease a car, so somebody was leasing him. And this pony comes in from an auction. The owner of the horse farm was like, nobody can get near her, nobody can ride her. If you want, have at it. And we ended up forming this incredible bond. And her name was actually Roxy, which oh, is no why <gasps> which is why I said, you're going to think I'm making this up. And <laughs> she came with the name Roxy. We ended up making her show name for when we would compete Saturday night at the Roxy. Nice. Oh, and wow. she was this little black pony that hated everybody but me. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and I kind of just took the time to get to know her. Mares, especially, so female horses, are very particular about their people. And so mm -hmm. you, you kind of have to make things seem like it's their idea and let them think that they're the ones in charge. And yeah. I just, I don't know, we just really connected. And when I went away to college after riding her for a couple of years, I actually handpicked the person who bought her. Mm-hmm. And his mother, I think to this day, hates me for it because she tolerated him. He was um, a couple years younger than me, still able to ride ponies, but she tolerated him. She hated his mother. <laughs> 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 and she was just really difficult to work around, but she won everything in the show ring. Wow. And so it was really funny that I was like, you have to buy her because otherwise what's going to happen to her when I go away? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That is so funny and so sweet. Oh, Roxy. Yeah. All right. Well, listen, wow. we've got so much more to get into. We've got a Joe Arrow mini story. We've got, mm -hmm. you, you've got your own business now, which we're going to get into. And Littles, we might have a deal for you, but you'll have to stay tuned to find out. So we'll be right back Ooh. with Meet the Littles. This is the Loyal Littles podcast with Chuck and Roxy. 
Welcome back to the Loyal Littles podcast, and we're lucky enough to have Amanda here with us. Great stories. You know, Roxy, the best part about all this is this, I think this is what we enjoy the most about the podcast, is how we will stumble, I mean, literally stumble upon a topic that we had no idea, and then Mm -hmm. it's so interesting to us, and we love asking questions, and I love things like, especially that we can relate to, or at least I can relate to from growing up, things like that, So, because that was not on the form. Nothing about yeah, horses right. was on the form. However, mm-hmm. she did have some things on the form, and we're going to get to those right now. So let's get into this Joe Arrow situation. Go into it. How did you get connected with Joe Arrow? Okay, so I have been writing song parodies just for fun since I was a little kid. And I love, obviously, the jingles on the TK show. So I had an idea one day. I was out grocery shopping. This was maybe last summer for a jingle. And I messaged Joe Arrow on Facebook because we're friends on there. I don't actually like know him, know him. I just, we're connected on Facebook. So I'm like, oh, I'll just send him a message. Who cares? Yeah. Can we pause for a second? Like, but yeah. now, didn't you always just want to know him? I mean, so my husband and I actually saw him once when we went to Chatter. Oh. And we're too afraid to say hi. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I'm trying to plug the podcast here thinking like, that's exactly what I went through. So I'm like, yeah, I want to know this guy because it uh-huh. must be so intriguing. So episode three, there you go. So yeah. <laughs> But anyway, go ahead. I have listened to his episode, yeah. Oh, good. So yeah, I messaged Joe and was like, hey, I've got this idea for a jingle. And he ran with it. It was awesome. It was the song Studio by Phil Collins. And it was Sue, Sue, Subaru. Because my husband and I both drive Subarus. And so every time Tony bashes them, we laugh our butts off. Because Uh we are not 100% those people, but we're those people. (laughs) And so... (laughs) I sent him the idea. He tweaked the lyrics and made them a thousand times better than what I ever could have come up with. He Mm -hmm. recorded it and sent it into the podcast. And then it took about a year for it to get played, but it got played this summer, maybe a month or so ago. Yeah. The funny thing is now I wrote or like collaborated with Joe a year ago. I ran my first marathon in May. So by the time this played on there and then Michael made a joke about how there should be a 26.2 sticker on there, I laughed because I had now completed my first 26.2. Right. Ah. Uh, so I, I am all the more a Subaru person. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> That's awesome. And I'm sure everyone knows but about yeah. it, right? Yes. I didn't mean for it to be that way, but I get it now. I get why Absolutely. it happens. That's a long way to run, man. Absolutely it is. it is. I've done one myself, and holy crap. You know, that's all I can say. Yeah. Yeah. It's yeah. a lot. So, all right. So, you're a jingle writer. This is great. Now, I heard you drop in there subtly about, oh, when we were at Chatter. So, tell us about that. What? When did you get down there and everything? Yeah. So, my husband and I went down there in 2019. So, we went for two days. I think it was like a Monday, Tuesday. Was it, we were both excited to meet Tony, obviously, mm-hmm. but I got to meet Tori Clark, and nice. I lost my mind because she's a horse person as well. Yes. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So, but everybody was so kind. We got to meet Nigel and Gary and Michael, obviously Tony. We have pictures with him. I got a picture with Tori. Totally fangirled. <laughs> and we had this board at our wedding that we had like a fruit and cheese stationary appetizer thing at our reception. Uh-huh. And I actually had a custom board made that says La Cheeserie on it. And we had that on the fruit and cheese station. And no one at the wedding knew what the heck it meant, but <laughs> we did. And that's all that mattered. Right. And so we brought it to Chatter with us and we had everybody sign it. So oh, we have cool. that hanging in our that's house amazing. right now. That but is yeah, we awesome. saw we saw Joe there that day and we were like too afraid to go up to him. That's, I can't believe we that. Didn't... <laughs> so you're not afraid to go up to Tori Clark, but you're afraid to go up to Joe Arrow. <laughs> Joe Arrow. <laughs> No offense, Joe, well, because but you know what I'm saying. We didn't, 
we didn't want to make it awkward because he was just there to watch the show. And so we didn't want to be awkward and make it uncomfortable for him. And so we were just like, oh, look, that's Joel. So now I assume Aww. he knows this story, right? He doesn't, actually. Oh, well, he does now. now. He's going to know now. That's <laughs> Sorry. hilarious. Sorry, Oh my gosh. Okay. Now we have to get into this a little bit and you know, look, we'd love to meet your husband someday. Okay. How is this all going down? And I don't mean like him being jealous or anything, but so he was the little first. Oh yeah. So we started dating in 2009 and that was my first introduction to even watching PTI. I, this isn't something that I got into by myself. It was fully through him. We worked in a restaurant together. So it was playing at the restaurant, which was helpful because you know, we would see it at work. Yeah. But we would watch PTI together every day. He would record it and we'd watch it together after work. And then he has been listening to the podcast many, many years. I couldn't even tell you when he started. He may have even been a radio show guy. Mm. You have to ask him. But okay. well, we'll he, ask him. Finally, <laughs> he finally wore me down to listen to the podcast because he played it so often that I would just hear it in the background. And I finally realized it is about sports, but it's also not about sports. Yeah. And so, I was like, there's parts that I don't necessarily understand because I don't fully follow sports, but there's definitely enough that I can listen to and relate to. So I started listening, I would say full-time, I guess, in about 2016. Oh. And the rest is history. It <laughs> sounds very similar to us, Chuck. Well, not really, Roxy, because you don't really listen full-time to the podcast. I know, but the way, Amanda, you were just right. talking I, about it, yes. it's making me kind of want to start listening regularly, too, when I have the time. So maybe like what I'll do, Amanda, is if I know there's something mainly non-sports related, I'll be like, you have to hear this, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. And whether mm-hmm. it's a Burger King okay. story or uh, my tomatoes, whatever, you know, those kind of stories. <laughs> we, she loves those kind of the get off my lawn stories. Those are the ones. We yeah. Have. Yeah. Now yeah. I'm curious now, is this like appointment listening for the two of you together or do you listen on your own? How's that all work? No, we listen on our own. So he tends to listen when he's getting ready for work or driving to work. And I have long hours to kind of fill with noise while I'm braiding because, mm-hmm. as I mentioned earlier, sometimes it's a very long night. And so I'll usually just pop a podcast on that I know I can just let run for a few right. hours. Yep. So we, we'll talk about it, but we listen separately. Okay. So, gotcha. now he, it sounds like, so it sounds like he listens first. Now, does he go through like... Oh, you have to hear this or, you know what I mean? Like, does he have to wait? Is there spoiler alerts involved? Sometimes, yes. He will accidentally spoil something for me. But a lot of times he just says, you really need to listen to this episode. And then Mm -hmm. he knows that I'll kind of binge a handful of episodes at a time. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And when I get to that point, I'll text him and say, hey, I heard it. (laughs) Okay, well, let's get to the real one. Like, did he text you or call you the day your jingle aired and he's like, you have to listen right now. Or did he not say anything? And you were just like totally shocked. So actually Joe Arrow messaged me because we hadn't heard it yet. (laughs) And Joe messaged me and said, I hope you're listening to the TK show today. And I said, Oh, I bet I know what this is about. And I sure am now. (laughs) We put it on and we actually skipped all the way to the jingle just so that we could hear it. Cause we kind of suspected why he was, yeah right and then we went back and listened to the rest of the episode but yeah we he messaged me that morning and he must have heard it as soon as it dropped because it was pretty early and i I immediately had to open the app and listen because i was like oh my god it's happening yeah (laughs) that's amazing wow all right well amanda we're almost out of time and we haven't even mentioned your business your website so let's get into that real quick before we get to our fun dumb questions what is this all about yeah so i started my own business a couple years ago 
I have quite the history with mental illnesses and eating disorders and all kinds of stuff that's not fun to talk about on a podcast, so we'll skip over that and get to the good part. I have learned the importance of a a solid self-care routine. Mm -hmm. So I became a self-care coach, which I know sounds really strange because when people think of self-care, they think of massages and facials, but really it's so much more than that and it's so much smaller than that. It's the foods that you're eating on a regular basis, the people that you're hanging out with and spending your time with, and this includes people that you're following online and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It's what you're doing to create joy in your life because a lot of the times people just kind of go through the motions and they're not seeking out joy. They're just kind of hoping that it will find them somewhere. Mm-hmm. But you really do have to create your own joy. And so I got into coaching a couple of years ago. I have my website is modernselfcare.us. And I also am a Reiki master. So Reiki is energy healing and it kind of goes hand in hand with self-care because it's helping you take care of yourself and clear out any, any negative stagnant energy. We tend to hold a lot of stored trauma and energy blocks in our bodies. And so Reiki can help kind of clear that out and help you find more of that joy. Essentially for me, it's all about just finding happiness. I mean, when Mm -hmm. I was a kid, aside from the horses, all I ever wanted to be was happy. And I thought it was something that I had to chase. I didn't realize it was something I could choose every single day. Wow. Okay. But could you do us a quick favor and could you just go into this term Reiki? I'd never even heard of it before. I saw it on the forum and I was like, Roxy, what the heck is this? So Reiki is an ancient Japanese healing technique that uses universal energy and the natural healing powers of your body. If you get a cut, your body instantly goes to work healing it. You don't have to ask it or do anything special. Reiki enhances that natural ability by removing any blocks or stagnant energy that gets stuck in the way of healing. It also promotes relaxation, decreases stress, and relieves pain and discomfort. So think about a river that's flowing along. The water is constantly moving clear and clean. If a beaver comes along to build a dam, it blocks the flow and the water becomes stagnant, attracting algae, bacteria, and mosquitoes. Stagnant energy in our bodies can manifest as illness, physical ailments, unhappiness, or mood swings. It can also give you that stuck feeling like you're in a rut or not in control of your own life. So it's such a passion of mine. I absolutely love I've got a group program that's going right now, and it's going to be opening up again in the fall for the next round. I have Reiki sessions available any old time. You can just go on the website and set one up. I have monthly messaging support, so people can just sign up to have unlimited messaging support with me for a month if they need somebody to kind of hold them accountable, support them through whatever they're going through at the moment. If they're in a really busy season of life and they need to make sure that they're also fitting in time for self-care so that they don't completely burn out. I will give you my one quick take on kind of, I guess, the self-care as a whole. A lot of people talk about pouring into your cup before you pour into somebody else's. And that never quite resonated with me. So the way that I look at it is if you think about a fire, think about like a big bonfire that's burning and providing light and heat for everybody around it, but you have to be continuously putting wood on the fire. And if you stop putting wood on the fire, eventually it's going to burn out. No more light, no more heat. And it's a pain in the ass to relight charred wood. Mm -hmm. So if you consider yourself as that fire, you don't want to let yourself burn out because it's so much harder to get it going again right if you can just continually put wood on that fire and it's those little self-care practices like getting enough sleep and making time for the things that light you up so that's what i help people do is okay. i that's, I that's a beautiful find solutions thing and, and yeah. hold them accountable to it 
Yeah. That's, wow. That's so well put. And I'm so glad you said that other word because that was on the form littles and Roxy and I were talking about it off air and I'm like, I don't know how to say this. I don't know what it is. She didn't know what it was, but now I hope I'm not, I don't know how to, I'm just going to say this because I have friends that are life coaches. What's the difference? Is it the same thing? Sort of. Yes. But I feel like I have a more narrow focus than just mm-hmm. a life coach okay. because I'm not helping you find a new job. I'm not helping you with your relationships. Self-care, by focusing on self-care and by making yourself a priority, all of those things will naturally improve. If there's an issue in your life that you're having and it's a recurring thing and you can't quite put your finger on it, but something is just off, it's either an energy issue or a self-care issue. Hmm. You're either not making yourself a priority in your own life. And I, I do this exercise with my clients all the time. I ask them to make a list of the top five things that are important to them. And nine times out of 10, they don't make it on their own list. Yeah, it's always family and friends and work and pets and kids and it's never me. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So I think that a lot of our external troubles can be solved internally. And that's something that I'm really passionate about helping people figure out. Wow. Wow. And uh, we'll plug all that in a few minutes at the end when we're done with our fun, dumb questions. But um, I'm so glad you came on. Me too. This is really great. This has been such a fun conversation. Yeah. Okay. Well, it's about to get even more fun because we have fun and dumb <laughs> questions. So let's, about to get a little get... dumb too. Excellent. <laughs> <laughs> so let's get to those, Roxy. What do you got? Okay, if you could time travel, where would you go or when would you go? Oh, I don't know why this just came up for me, but I would go to the set of MASH and I would be a guest star so that I could meet Alan Alda in person. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> That's great. That's awesome. <laughs> All right. If you could be a cartoon character for a week, who would you want to be? Louise Belcher from Bob's Burgers. Ah. Nice. I adore her. <laughs> now, that's not the mom, right? No, she's the girl with the bunny ears, the pink right. bunny okay. ear hat. Yep. Yeah. She can, never, yep. she can never take off yet. The middle daughter. Yeah. Yep. Yes. I've stuck with that. It's kind of gotten away from me a little bit, but I've stuck with it. It's uh, because mm-hmm. I'm a big family guy person and that comes on like right after it or, you know, before right. it, depending on the week. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that's a good answer. All right, Roxy, a few more. OK, if you could host Saturday Night Live, who would you like to introduce as your musical guest? Oh, boy. Oh, you know what? Lizzo. Ooh. Ah, OK. Because then I would get to meet Lizzo and I yes. adore her. Oh, my God. She's goodness. so cool. Well, I always say that that should be factored into your answer because you're probably going to hang out with them at the after party. So, yeah, yep. I would hope so. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. All right. What's your favorite family tradition? You know, I have to go with one that's my husband's family, because now that I'm I mean, we've been together for 14 years. Yeah, 14 years. And growing up, we never did anything on Christmas Eve. And his family is Italian, so they don't do the seven fishes, but they do a big Christmas Eve yeah. spectacular with everybody yeah. in the family. And I love it. Yeah. I have really, really come to love it because Christmas Eve was kind of just the day before a holiday when I was a kid. And now yeah. it kind of is the holiday. Yep. And it's really nice. Yep. That I was love my that. family too. Yep. Yep. All right. Let's start with some rapid fire. Crunchy or smooth peanut butter? Crunchy. Cups up or down in the cupboard? Down. All right, I have no idea how old you are, and I don't want to know, but I'm going to see. Bewitched or I Dream of Jeannie? Um, oh, boy. I have to clarify. Bewitched is the wiggle the nose, and I re- yes. Dream of Jeannie is the arms. Yes. Yes. I Dream of Jeannie. That's great. Okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Cake or pie? Cake. All right, and Uranus jokes, not funny or never not funny? 
Never not funny. Excellent. Yes. Now, we don't even want to know about your husband. We're going to find out at another time because <laughs> that could be interesting okay. on its own. But anyway, Amanda, we can't thank you enough for taking the time to meet the Littles. Now, take a second and plug everything. And how can we get in touch with you if you want to be gotten in touch with? Well, thank you so much for having me, first of all. Um, I am on Facebook and TikTok. Both of them are at Amanda L. Hallam. And my last name is H-A-L-L-A-M. Uh, my website is modernselfcare.us. And so I wanted to offer something special to the listeners and the discount's going to be good through the end of the year. So I don't know when this is going to air or when you're going to listen, but if you use the code LLPOD, you'll get 20% off of anything on my website, modernselfcare.us. There's some coaching options on there. There's Reiki sessions and I do distance Reiki. So your geographic location does not matter. Energy is universal. And then my group program is going to be opening back up again in September and the 20% off would also be valid for that. Wow. Amazing. Well, thank you so much. That'll be that is a, so nice. That'll be amazing. And we'll make sure we keep plugging that. So again, Littles, as you know, just use the code. Don't be a dope. LL pod. <laughs> Get your discount. And we'll uh, put all that in the show notes for you. And as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Over or under? Over. Now, you were telling Solid. us a story off air about cats, though. Yeah, so I was actually just cat sitting for a friend a couple of days ago, and they have two cats, and theirs was under. And I really wanted to change it, but I understand that it's because they have cats, so I, I held myself back. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. All right, well, thanks so much, Amanda, for coming on to Meet the Littles. We really appreciate it. Tell your husband we're looking forward to meeting him, and yeah, it's just been great. Thanks so much. Thank you. This was awesome. All right, all you loyal listeners. We'll be right back. Dina in Damascus here, inviting you to check out Summer of Littles. And if you're in the DMV, I hope to see you at Waradaka. Super G's hoping to come again. And if you RSVP at summeroflittles.com, I will create a name tag just for you. And I promise there will be no raffles. Welcome back to the Loy Littles podcast. And thank you, Amanda, for coming on to Meet the Littles. So interesting. Like I said, it's always yeah. fun when we have no idea what they're going to talk about. Yes. I mean, I need them to fill out the form, though, a little bit mm -hmm. so we have some idea of where we're going and stuff like that. It's yes. just helpful. But the braiding of the horse but hair. It, yeah. So cool. And if you get a chance, Google that because I did the same oh, thing. Yeah. And it's pretty ridiculous. It's so intricate and yeah. cool. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, she also mentioned in her where she'd want to time travel. Now, she said she'd want to go back to an episode of MASH so she could meet Alan Alda. Now, I did not know this, but I'm, I was also finishing up Lorna's book, Me and My Shadows, is that yep. what it's called? Mm -hmm. And Lorna Luft. And she was cast in Trapper John M.D. And I found out because of this book that Trapper John M.D. was actually a spinoff of MASH. Oh. Did you, I didn't know that. I'm guessing you didn't either by your reaction. Nope. I had no idea. I didn't know there was a spinoff of MASH. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really follow MASH to begin with. Right, but no, right. Look, there's spinoffs that I didn't even know existed, sure. too. But sure. that could be a fun topic to go down, a little yeah. rabbit hole to go down sometime, not mm -hmm. now. But speaking of TV, though, we do have to quickly give a quick shout out to Apple TV's Shrinking. Yes. We binge that. Pretty much. Binged yeah. it. I think yeah. we watched it in two days. I think so. Ten episodes <laughs> in two days. Our friends, Erica and Demir, they suggested it. Yeah. We were over there for the 4th of July. And so we were like, sure, we'll give it a shot because Chuck here forgot to cancel his Apple TV subscription. Uh-huh. 
And so I was like, well, we got to get our money's worth. Those are the, that's the thing I hate about when there's not much else on there. You buy it for a specific reason. Like right. we got it for Ted Lasso. Yes. And then we stuck around for Schmigadoon. Yep. And then we looked around and we didn't really see Nothing anything. Nothing was really interesting popping out at us. This came on our radar a little bit. Right. But not totally. But not enough But to then we were like, yeah, let's give it a shot. Right. And especially because they recommended it. So we're yeah. like, okay. So I actually started. I watched the first episode by myself. You did. Just to kind of gauge it. Uh-huh. And I really did think you would like it. So I was like, all right, we should give this a shot. So I waited like a whole week because <laughs> I went away and then I got back. Right. And then like in the last two days, we binged all 10 episodes. It's yes. only one season. It has already been renewed for season two. Good. So we're excited about that. Good. So if that's something, I know a lot of people gauge that. They'll wait because they're tired of like starting these new series. And getting into falling it. In, getting into it, falling in love with them, and then they're canceled. Yep. So they're like, what's the point of that? So yep. this has already been renewed, renewed. for season two. It's Good. called Shrinking. It stars Jason Siegel, Jessica Williams, Krista Miller, Lukita, I believe it's her name, Maxwell. She plays the daughter. Uh-huh. And then, of course, Roxy. Oh, Harrison Ford. Did you hear that in her voice? Oh, my gosh. Now, also some, some surprises. Michael Urey, who's a big Broadway guy, yeah. he's in it. And then Ted McGinley. Oh, yeah. I love... How do you know Ted McGinley? From some sitcom that I don't think lasted very long back, like oh. in the early 2000s. Oh, okay. I yeah. know him from Married with Children. Okay. That's, that's how I know him. Okay. He played one of Marcy's husbands. Mm-hmm. And I also remember him, I believe he was in... No, actually, I don't think he was in High School USA. A made-for-TV movie way back in the day. Mm-hmm. But that had a lot of those. Nancy McKeon, Michael J. Fox, Anthony Edwards, all these like young kid stars, you know, back in the, and again, it was just a made for TV movie. Ooh, I nailed it. Sorry. What he you, was in hope and faith. Okay. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean? Nailed it. You said, I think he was in some sitcom <laughs> back in the two. Okay. That's my, what you said. You didn't give a name. You while didn't you were talking, I had a full blown conversation in my head. Oh, with myself, okay. Okay. And I said, Whoa, what was that show? Hope and faith. Oh, I think he was in that. I looked it up. Sure enough. While Chuck yes. was rambling on, she Googled it and sure enough. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. And that starred Faith Ford and Kelly Ripa and Ted McGinley. So yes. Okay. Yeah. She had that. <laughs> I had it. Okay. Believe me. Sure. Okay. <laughs> So that's going to be another tiny little suggestion. So we're kicking back to the Tony Bennett Saturday Night Live episode. Well, not the episode, just the clip. Yep. With mm-hmm. him and Alec Baldwin. And yep. now this and now shrinking. Shrinking. If you, you know, if you have mm-hmm. Apple TV, you might as well give it a shot. Mm-hmm. And they're only 30-minute episodes, which was nice. Yeah. Those were nice. Yeah. Those are easy to get through quickly. Right. So. All right, Roxy. Well, let's get to our email before we get out of here. All right. We heard from Brian Moeller. Episode 167. He says, Roxy, saying my name when she was trying to figure out which, quote, Brian Chuck was talking about (laughs) can only mean one thing. You guys obviously want to come down to Table Rock Lake for our Summer of Littles kickoff slash Roxy's birthday extravaganza. Ooh, it's an extravaganza. They're upping. They're upping the ante here. It's now Roxy's birthday extravaganza. Extravaganza. Now, did Bob put that on the Summer of Littles website? I don't... (laughs) That, maybe that's what would set us over. No, I don't know. <laughs> then he says, to add to the list of the many reasons to come, remember that I am also an old high school track coach. We can help Roxy get that running program started while you're here. <laughs> I can give her such great insights that I use to tell all my athletes, like, quote, hang to the left and hurry back, end quote. Now, I wonder what that means. I wonder. Hang to the left we'll and hurry back. We'll just have to go back. and find out. Well, I'm kind of envisioning it now. Is it like for, what do they call that? When, when you're like behind someone, maybe drafting, 
I don't know. Anyway, all right. Then he says, I can get her some time on our track at Wolves Stadium. Ooh. That sounds impressive, yeah. even though it's probably just a high school track. It doesn't matter. It's a track. He said, or we have some great running trails all around the lake. Ooh, that could be fine. That could I, be I'm fun. not a good trail runner, though. I've tried that. And I've never done it. Yeah, it's, it's not easy. It's Chuck, I could even get you a golf cart so you can trail her and continue to encourage her through her workout. <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> I get to drive in the cart behind you. <laughs> or better yet, maybe like the Rocky movies, we can like tie a rope to you and I'll ride a bike and you pull me on the bike. Oh. Remember when Rocky would pull Mick on the bike? I didn't watch Rocky. It's uh, another right. one. That doesn't even have Tom Cruise in it, so no excuses. No, but it's, it's got a lot of blood. Fine, whatever. All right. Then he says, P.S. I'm going to try and record a bumper to promote our <laughs> Summer of Littles event soon. It would be a lot cooler if we were able to tease some celebrities who may be in attendance. Ooh. Brian Muller, episode hmm. 167. Okay, I see you. All right. I think it's safe to say Chuck and Roxy will have a decision by the next episode. Yes. All right, Roxy, you have the next one, right? Yes. This is from Mike Wolf, episode TBD. Drop a dime is short for drop a dime into an old-timey coin-operated phone that used to cost 10 cents in order to call the authorities to report some sort of illegal activity, end quote. That's a long, yes, I'm glad they shortened it to drop a dime. (laughs) 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 Note that I am still working on a prize bag to entice you guys to the New York City Summer of Littles venue. More details later. And regarding the Golden Bachelor, I'm super curious as to how old the women on the show are going to be. Mike Wolf, TBD. You know, I'm curious about that, too. I think we're going to get in a pretty decent age range, I think. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, both younger and older, I think. That'll be interesting. Yeah. Wait, you think they're going to have like some 85-year-old woman on there? Maybe. I mean, maybe. Maybe. I mean, yeah. They could also have a 30-year-old. I don't know. Yeah. Now, what I think would be hilarious if if somehow they work in the 70- or 80-year-old woman's daughter Uh comes into the mix and then he starts flirting with her when she comes like for the family visit. Don't they do that? (laughs) They do a family visit. I doubt that'll happen. I'm just saying there's a lot you can play with this. That's true. Now, he also says he's working up a gift basket. Now, should we wait to see what he comes up with before we make the final decision or we just need to make our plans? He just said working on a prize. Oh, prize bag. I see. prize bag. Oh, it's a bag. It's It's not a basket. (laughs) All right. I don't think we're going to like it then. Just kidding. But we also heard from Honest Larry actually via Twitter. Yeah, he was asking us if we we're going to be in New York at Hurley's. Now, I don't know. He didn't say if that means he's coming. Oh. But I think he's teasing us. Like, maybe, may- maybe Mike's in on that. Maybe, maybe Mike had Honest Larry contact us saying, like, hey, if you're going to be there, I'll be there. But if I, you know. Honest Larry's going to show up in a prize bag. Oh, maybe. <laughs> that could be fun. Can you get Honest Larry in a prize bag? Mike, work on that. Honest Larry, episode 175. All right, next we heard from Lee Gordon, episode 80, Chuck and Roxy. The title of episode 247 is an answer to the question you raised in episode 246. When checking the flavors of Walker's, I love how I say it like that, potato chips, you asked, what is prawn cocktail? That's shrimp, Chuck and Roxy. Just as biscuit is the British word for cookie, prawn is the British way of saying shrimp. Okay. Now, really? Okay. He says, ask Simon. I believe that, but then when you Google it, because I did this, because I wanted to make sure I knew what I was talking about, it did kind of seem like they were two different things, but very similar. Mm-hmm. Huh. Interesting. Okay. okay. Now, this one, I don't get. Everyone's so infatuated on where people went to school, and I get it. But he said, while you were on episode 246, did you miss a golden opportunity? Toby Clark told you he went to Denison. 
obviously we all know Nigel went to Denison too. They might have even been there around the same time. Did they talk about their alma mater at Jingle Fest? We may never know. Now, maybe. I know it came up. Again, I guess cutting room floor? I don't remember. Well, here's the thing. I am very appreciative to all the littles out there who are really listening. They are actively listening oh, to yeah. our episode. And they're coming out with these great emails. The details. The details. It, yes. Now, the thing I fear is, as most of you know, if you've come on the Loyal Littles podcast, we don't just do the ring, the phone rings, and we're like, hey, you're on the air with Chuck and Roxy. Yeah. We talk. And sometimes I have a feeling this is what happened. We probably talked to Toby for at least 15, 20 minutes before we hit record. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where some of this stuff comes up. So in my head, I think, oh, we talked about it already. Right. And then when we actually record the episode, it doesn't come through. Gotcha. I think. Gotcha. But thank you for paying yeah, no, no. close that's, attention that's fine. when you listen Absolutely. to us. Absolutely. And then he says, now into episode 247, the little passage Tony Beeson sent you about the Loyal Littles podcast wasn't written by a guy whose initials are GPT. Well, I knew that. <laughs> he says, in fact, it wasn't written by some guy at all. Chat GPT is artificial intelligence. That story about your podcast was written by a machine. And finally, on to the TMI segment. <laughs> I'm, we might need to have one of those in every episode now, I think. <laughs> I totally agree with Chuck's take on needing toilet paper, even if you have a bidet. In addition to all the reasons Chuck stated, you have to have some in there for any guests who choose not to use the bidet for whatever reason. That's oh, a very good point, Lee. That's very accommodating. Mark, what do you do for that, Mr. Murray? What do you do? I mean, do people come out of the bathroom like, what the hell, where's the toilet paper? <laughs> Uh, I had a drip dry. Like, what? what is that? <laughs> that's, that's today's oh TMI segment. We do disagree on one thing, however, he says. Flushable wipes, they are a terrible product. They don't break down like toilet paper, so they are banned in many places because they clog sewer systems and water treatment plants. Don't use them. La Cheeserie, Lee Gordon, episode eight. Okay, that's sort of true. Now, you might also be buying the wrong ones because there are wipes out there, like for baby wipes. Mm -hmm. Those are not used. Those are not flushable. Right. There are very specific products that say on the package flushable wipes mm -hmm. and a lot of them don't okay that's the first thing the other thing is which i found out when visiting my dad it has something to do with the septic system whether it's city or if it's regular or whatever yeah. and i forget what that means yeah either someone comes to empty your septic tank uh -huh. or if it's city i think it's fine but i think if you have your own personal septic tank they do say don't even use those flushable wipes right something like that right so yeah. i yeah I don't know. We like them and we just rent, so we don't care. So <laughs> like, right. I mean, I don't know. I mean, yeah, I it's not bad for the environment. I don't think or anything. Um, I'm not sure actually. So I think we're okay there. Um, but anyway, let's, let's move on before we get in more trouble. What's yes. next? This is from Don Hammock episode 68. He says, dearest Choxie, Bobby Gottfried, better known as the great corrector. I love that. Also the, episode 12. The great corrector. I know that's good. That's, that's good. Wrote an email about the version of handball that's more like futsal, indoor soccer, crossed with basketball, the dribbling. It's usually called team handball here in the U.S. to differentiate it from the game of handball, which we call wall ball. I've always heard it referred to as handball, and you can see it's one of the older ball games around. You two New Yorkers may enjoy the story linked below about, shall we say, an eccentric guy in the North Meadows at Central Park who is a handball devotee telling all the pickleball kids to get off his damn yard. <laughs> <laughs> Don Hammock, episode 68. All right. That's funny. The pickleball, <laughs> yeah. It's booming. It's crazy. Yeah. It's crazy. Now, I'm fighting when I ref kickball 
in the outfield, if it's on the blacktop, yeah. I'm always having to fight with pickleball players oh. to like get off our court. Like and it's legit. We have the permit. Yeah, right. And just they think they can just walk on there and use right. it and it's mm-hmm. first come, first serve. And unfortunately that's not how it works. Yeah. And they get really upset, but I'm like, I'm sorry, but these people mm-hmm. paid money to have a permit. Yep. Luckily, it's most times with kickball, it's through Volo, which is that company. So they deal with that yeah, stuff, actually. Right, right. I don't have to go and deal yeah, with it personally, but that's happened a lot. So, mm-hmm. All right, last but not least, dear Choxy, the bidet discussion devolving into how people clean up after taking care of business invoked some cringing. <laughs> I mean, knowing how Roxy goes wet then dry or sometimes <laughs> only uses one or the other is a rabbit hole I wasn't prepared to join you on. Is it more disturbing that Chuck finds out Roxy's polishing technique at the same time as the rest of the listeners? I'm just not sure where this relationship is going. But down the rabbit hole we go. Let's make this easier on the listeners, though. Take babies as an example. Having changed well over a thousand diapers, I can tell the best technique is to go in with the wet wipes first. Mm -hmm. You will likely need more than one. Yes. Shine that whole area up, then do a quick pass with a piece of toilet paper to be sure it's all dry. Yes. No rashes. To try, well, all right, we're going to get back to that. Okay. To try to use regular TP to get rid of the mess will only agitate the area. Now, You could say that babies typically have messy ones and that accelerates the need for wet ones first, and that is true. So you could move to TP if it's not messy, but still, I'd say go in with a wet one and rid of unseen residue. The technique is sound. Then he says, how much does Roxy drink before recording the closing? Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. Can we flush this topic now? Question mark. (laughs) Episode 178, ABTAHS, we can't possibly do better next time. Now, let's go back because I'm truly, okay. we don't have kids. So, no. But I've changed a diaper yeah, in my same. day mm-hmm. w- once in a blue moon. Not many, but once <laughs> in a blue moon. Now, I thought, don't you use powder, baby powder? Aren't you supposed to, so there's no rashes? Well, you, Not saw, every you time? have to clean it up first. Well, no, Choxy. <laughs> I was just called you Choxy. <laughs> Roxy, I'm aware you don't just take the diaper off, <laughs> spray some powder down there, and put the new diaper on. I'm very aware of that. I'm trying okay, to say... Good. His was very clear. It didn't say anything about powder. And it says, you know, because to not, you know, agitate or aggravate the area, whatever he said. So you, you chimed right in. Yeah, no rashes. Okay. Yeah. Because of the wetness from the wipe. Right. Okay. Or, yeah. I thought maybe you don't even know. Since I don't know. I have not in the diapers that I have changed. I have not used baby powder. I've really? used ointments. Oh, okay. Well, um, there might be a specific thing that they want to for use for like their child. Because the, right. this is not our child, obviously. Right. But I... I was I under the impression that know. you always... From the movies. You know, like three men and a baby. Don't you <laughs> yeah, just... Yeah, and then it goes everywhere. Don't you just sprinkle you the... more of a mess. <laughs> you sprinkle the powder. After you clean it and dry it, then you still, I thought, put... Because I thought, doesn't it get, like, sweaty from having the diaper on a long time? Especially in, like, the hot weather? I mean, maybe. I mean, that's what I thought. Do babies sweat at that point? Well, if it's got a diaper on, I would think. I guess maybe there's moisture in there. Yeah, I would think just to be safe. I'm not saying, you know, anyway, I don't know. But all I know is, Littles, what say you? We need the parents (laughs) to chime in here because we obviously don't know what we're talking about. And we're dopes. So in the meantime, Roxy, we got to get the heck out of here. Okay. What is it? I think it's two drinks before this final episode. <laughs> anyway, Roxy, tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. Go to our website, loyallittlespod.com. All the information you need is there. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, guest book. Let us know if you want to be a guest. Let us know if you've got music to send in. Fun, dumb question. All that jazz. Do it. Wow. Pretty good, Roxy. Thank you. Yeah. 
She hasn't done the whole WTFC podnet at gmail.com. But you forgot. Captions contest. That's up there. Captions contest. On the top. There's a link. Just go to our website. Mm -hmm. Click the tab. Put your answer in. Send it over. Yep. It takes you like 10 seconds. We've got a week and a half left. Yeah, about a week and a half. Great mediocre prize. Yep. Could be that duck I put on the picture online there and (laughs) tweeted out. So anyway. All right, and remember, if you are listening to us on Apple and iTunes, though, please, please, please don't forget to give us a nice rate and review over there. It does help. We really appreciate it. And most importantly, if you need a book... Go to aaronsbooks.com. Or if you need self-care, Roxy. Yes, go to modernselfcare.us. And the most important thing is, in the comments section on aaronsbooks.com and on the other website, we're not sure exactly where. I'm sure it's all laid out for you. Yep. The most important thing is, Roxy, as always, don't forget to use the code LLPOD. That's the code LLPOD. Bye. It's a glorified crap shoveler.
The Loyal Littles Podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles Podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. My name is Phony Bennett. Oh, yeah.